All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy, everyone's favorite fantasy soccer podcast. That may or may not be true. This is David Smith. I don't think he's actually said our name. But anyway, Scott Weeby. <laughs> Brian Chesko, I'm not sure. Fantasy Soccer FC. In case you didn't know when you subscribed or when you hit play on this episode, sure. that's what we are. Fantasy Soccer FC. We I like mean, to talk it's about It's probably in the title. If they're listening, they had to click on something that said Fantasy Soccer FC. That's true. But Dave, I'm not surprised that you didn't get our title, right? Because I think you've forgotten how our podcast works as well. Well, just because I don't exactly agree with some of the stuff we do doesn't mean I, I don't know the format. Well, this is a democracy. We all vote. We, we vote on all the agenda items before we uh, produce this, don't we? Maybe sometimes. Actually, no. Know. That's not true. We, no. That's not true at all. I surprise you guys regularly with things that you have no idea is coming. Well, we do the same. That's true. But here's what we do. And Dave, what I need do, to explain what this. What do we do? Tell well, me. Yeah, a couple epi- I was listening back, and a couple episodes ago, I realized that I think you don't know. <laughs> How well, our podcast works. There's a lot of things I don't know. It's pretty obvious yeah. looking at some of my fantasy scores. But <laughs> but tell me how this podcast is yes. supposed to work. I think even Brian and I are beating you at this point. It's pretty close to that. We no, will get I'm, to all I'm this. Still in love. All right. All right. Well, here's how it works. We will we use the I'm in last in the world. <laughs> Did you we, know that? You know I how hard not. that is to do. I feel like that's a more difficult accomplishment than being first overall that's yeah. true i would yeah. agree with that over the uh, seven million places or so that there are no we use the fpl dream team the team that would have scored you the most points if you had all of those players we use that to discuss all of the weekend's matches to discuss all the prominent storylines coming out of the match week that just took place. And we bounce in and out of that all the time to discuss all the major players, like I said. And we also add in some segments and and some fun things. So, Dave, we're going to go throughout the Dream Team, throughout this episode. Great. But we're going to bounce in and out of that. And and I'm going to I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to be your anchor, Dave. I'm going to be your anchor. I'm going to help you know where we're at all along the way. All right. Sometimes I need that. All right. Good. So we've got that planned for this episode. Now, we're normally normally we're recording this on Sunday night. Yeah. But uh, there was a top six battle. On a Monday night. It was. I would love to say that we delayed it because of that. It was a scheduling reason. No, it was because United hosted Arsenal on Monday night, Dave. Yeah, it was very That's, important yeah. that we uh, wait to, yes. to cover Come this on match. You gunners. This match. Come on, you gunners. It has to be discussed because it was a classic. Classic crap heap. I mean, even the announcers here in the States are talking. They, did, you, did you hear 
Arlo White, the play-by-play announcer, asked his counterpart, Graham Lasso, if, if there was remember, a, yeah. a worst match between these two clubs that has been played. I didn't. I, I wasn't able to watch the entire thing because of certain scheduling snafus today, but I watched most of the first half. A lot of issues and saw with the schedule highlights. Yeah, it's, lately, Dave. It's been odd. It's an odd weekend. Yeah. I was glad that they got the. Um, they got to be the the uh, slowest to the first shot. <laughs> in the Premier League so far this season, it was very appropriate. It was like twenty nine minutes yeah. for a shot. Yeah. Well, that was that was better than Liverpool. Liverpool waited seventy minutes to have a shot on target against Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Valid. You want to get good into for, this? Good for you. Good for you. Table right. leading Champions League champs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're hey. jealous. You're just jealous, man. Fine. You're just peanut go, butter and go. jealous of Liverpool. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. So <laughs> I heard some. Him, not me. I know what he said. I heard someone say that over the weekend. I thought it was funny. Uh, I'll probably never say it again. Hey, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves because we are going to get into an Arsenal moment. I'm going to take the Arsenal moment this week, Dave. Wow, thank you. I'm going to talk you down from the ledge. Help me help you, right? As an Arsenal fan. Thank yes. you. I need All right, that. but let's get right into it, starting with the Dream Team. Brian, take us away. Yeah, let's get on to what happened. All right. <laughs> Sheffield United nil. <laughs> Liverpool won, as Dave mentioned, league leaders Liverpool. Stayed perfect on the season, thanks to a hey, Georginia Wijnaldum look, luck goal. Yeah, Man. no kidding, right? He makes the dream team with 10 points. But, Brian, you've got something you want to say about Sadio Mane and Mo Salah. Hey, that so. was so Trent Alexander luck a go luck luck <laughs> That was. that The Wijnaldum goal? Think uh, about the Shass and the Wijnaldum goal if Liverpool ends up winning this title and the luck that they're going to end up having to help them win this title. Listen, man, when when you do everything by the book, when you play by the rules and you've got great guys, oh, good guys finish Save first, Dave. Good guys finish the first. BS. The really easy way that I could have done it instead of adding luck in so much was just to say Trent Alexander-Arnold. Yes. That's the easiest and best. But I like the galuck luck galuck luck. True. That was, True. Yeah, it was I, a lot. I often look forward to what the titles of our pods are going to be. That's something you kind of have control over, Dave, as you're producing these episodes. And whenever I see the titles, I'm always like, when did we say that? Yeah, sure. And it's always fun to find out. To figure out where where that happens. Yeah. Usually some one of us will say something weird. Yeah. That's exactly what it <laughs> or is. Or one of the manager <laughs> quotes. They're always good for a <laughs> pod title. That's right. We'll get to that. You're trying to set me up, but not I'm not Am ready I? yet. I'm not I ready hope yet. It's wilder. I hope it's It is of course wilder. it's wilder. Of that course guy, it's wilder. I love that guy. Let that guy manage Arsenal. <laughs> Give me freaking wilder. You need Brian. A, you need a manager with attitude. You haven't had one for a while. That's true. No That's true. But back, we're not talking about Arsenal here. We're talking about Sheffield United and Liverpool. always about Arsenal. Brian, yep. you have something you want to share with us about I just, Mane I, and Salah. I just want to say I feel like this was a perfect example of what we had discussed and what has been brought up uh, elsewhere about Salah and Mane based on the formation. That prior to the Origi substitution, when Liverpool was in their normal front three with Mane, Firmino, Salah, as a you know, as a with Firmino playing cent- centrally forward, it was Salah with one shot off target in the match, and it was Mane with what should have been two goals. As soon as Origi subbed, they moved, they shifted Salah to the center forward position. From that point on, Salah had three shots, six touches in the penalty area, Mane just two in the box, one shot from outside the box. 
I just think we, you know, we talked about it before. Since you know, this is not unique to us. It's not our, you know, it's not our analysis. This is from, you know, this is from other places. But uh, fantasy football scout for, is one of them, for example. Just that since January, it's been like that. From the moment that Salah moved out of the center forward position, the stats are so lopsided in favor of Mane in terms of big chances, expected goals. How many away matches does Salah go without a goal? I mean, he has he doesn't have one yet this season at all. Zero. Mm. I think a lot of the you know a lot of the the rationale behind starting the season with Salah. I mean, it was obviously Mane coming back late from African Cup of Nations. You know, there was no guarantee that he was going to start the first week. You know, we we talked about at length. You know, how many minutes these guys have played over the last really over the last eighteen months, almost two years. I mean, now it's really close. The scores are close. It wasn't close for a while. Mane has has cut the deficit to what seven points, eight points. It's eight points difference, but he did that th- three matches ago, game week five. And I, I guess that's where I want to stop you, Brian, because yes, the gap is smaller, but Salah still has eight more points overall. He still has more points per pound, even though he's almost a full pound higher in price. Right, and. They both scored three points in this match. I get that positioning. It matters. The opportunities here were Mane's, not Salah's. As someone who played his wild card and went to Mo Salah, not Sadio Mane, I saw what Mane was doing and what Salah wasn't doing. So I get all of that. And yet, we always go back to how points are points. Yeah. And it's still stick with your guy. If you're saving the pound by having Mane in your lineup, great. Stick with your guy. All of the stats, mm-hmm. all of the things that you saw in this match point towards keeping him, right? But if you have Mo Salah and you've been keeping his points in your lineup too, then stick with him. I don't sure. see any reason why. Because guess what? Yeah, zero goals away. That is absolutely true. But guess what? Just like everybody else, Mo Salah plays half his matches at home. And he's going to score goals at home. And he's going to make up for whatever Mane does on the road at home. So I think you stick with your guy, even though I don't disagree with anything you said. I think there's a reason why you keep whichever one you have. Yeah, I'm just I'm not saying you switch back and forth. I'm just saying that zoom out. This has been this has been the Mane show since the beginning of the calendar year, not just the beginning of August. That's the I mean I sure I don't I mean, yeah, it's great. Even though he hasn't outscored him. And he's not higher in points per pound. No, from January to May. Okay. Oh. From January to May, okay. Sadio Mane outscored Mo Salah thirteen goals to six. Yeah, that's yeah. so demolished. So there is, and and that's what I'm saying. And from January to May, Sadio Mane had sixteen big chances. Firmino and Salah had six each. Now that's not even close. I understand Mane's expected goals over ten. Salah's less than eight. I, I'm just saying this is that the point that has been made outside of this podcast has been the the numbers are it's a massive gap. It's not it's not just oh you can you know the, this guy's doing this much and this guy's doing this much and you kind of have to flip a coin. It's been that because it's such lopsided statistically. I'm just saying like you saw it in this match. Mane hits the post. Mane does better with that the ball over the top from yeah. Van Dyke. Yeah. I mean, those are two nearly right. certain right. goals most of the time. That's true. And those happen with the standard operating procedure of the Liverpool front three. As soon as it shifted, it went full-blown Salah again. 
Mane's hanging back. Like there is way more involvement for Salah in the box compared to Mane, and it looked more like most dangerous Salah. And that last, that's last exactly game. what I'm getting to is that those front three. I mean, they have worked. I mean, they've played together for what do we talk? Thousands of minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Hundreds of minutes, probably thousands at this point. They have rotated all around. All three of them have to where it is an interchangeable front three. So what you saw in terms of Mane getting the opportunities and then Salah getting the opportunities, I I have Salah and Firmino, and I'm I'm okay, I, I'm okay mm-hmm. with only getting a combined I think it was four points from the two of them at what ended up being a really tough match at Sheffield. They, they were lucky, and I felt like Sheffield was going to get a result. What are they going to do? Let's let's talk about what's going to happen going forward with yeah. them because they've been awesome. They're seven and zero. They've yep. had some luck, but that's fine. They've probably earned their luck, Scott. They're Listen, home- when United was at their best, when they had their dynasty over the last decade, sure. you know, I mean, it's almost been it's been several years now, obviously, but in the two thousands, you know, when when United was the dynastic club of the Premier sure. League, I mean, we we talked about Fergie time. You know, you yeah. talk about how they got their goals late to get their results. I mean, that's what great clubs do. It, there's a there's a level of expectancy. You had it with Chelsea. Expected level of luck. Uh, to some degree, no, you make I, your I'm luck, not, right? You I, make your I luck. understand what you're saying. Chelsea but, had it in their championship winning seasons over the last decade. United had it. I mean, th- that's just what the you know City has had it to some degree. I mean, you know, yeah, last season for sure. For sure. I mean. Vincent Company scored the title-winning goal effectively, right? right? 0.12 millimeters or whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly Ball right. Over I mean, the there's line, all right? these oh, moments. Oh, yeah. yeah, good call, right? And I Liverpool that, had theirs too. The you know the the Jordan Henderson, the um, Jordan Pickford, Pickford. Yeah, yeah, Howler and right. Origi's late dramatics, and like they had all. These, that's just what happens. Right. So parlay that into yeah, they're home to Leicester, high flying third place, Brage led Leicester. That'd be a fun match. The Great. last, the last club that, uh, well, Liverpool one of the, well, I was going to say one Leicester. of the last ones uh, that Liverpool By the way, how uh, rid- had a letdown against. How ridiculous is it that that match is the? It's in the middle of Saturday. It's the middle. It's the ten o'clock, three they, o'clock local time. Stupid. They it's stupid. Moved it. That 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 belongs in prime time. So, at United. At Trafford okay. the, be tough the following week. Yep. I mean, United hasn't looked great, but anytime you play at Trafford, it's tough. Then you're home to Spurs. Then you have to go to the mighty Villa Park, uh-huh. which nobody wants McGinn to play there. McGinn and Grealish are coming for you. Right. And then you're playing home to City. I'm just saying the next five, there's some tough matchups in there. Does that is that enough to make me want to get off a Salah or, Stur- or Salah and or Mane and possibly maybe add a second City midfielder in that same stretch? I'm just asking. I'm throwing that question out. I know the standard answer will probably probably be no. Just keep your guy because he's probably going to score a few points. Uh, my answer is actually going to be it depends on the rest of your squad. Okay. I mean, if you have places to to beef up your squad elsewhere, you should do that because this is – this is not where you should be focusing your time. Well, but if it's you're, the hardest part of the schedule, and I'm not to mention they're going to have uh, Champions League games in between sure. those games. But if you're if you're at the top of your league and and you you're you know you're looking at first world problems as opposed to third world problems, so to speak, with your right. lineup. Right, right, right. Sure, go for it. You know, tinker around with the top of your squad, the best players in your squad. You know, you want to go with matchup? Fine. I, I I don't think that's a bad idea. But I think most people playing FPL probably 
don't feel all that great about their squad from one to fifteen, and they've got other places that it'd be better for them to spend their time. Yeah, yeah, and even ne- I mean, for example, I mean, in the past, you know, and how since basically twenty seventeen, you know, Salah has scored four four times against Leicester, but he hasn't scored against them since twenty seventeen. You know what I mean? Like mm. you're like again, got kind of big picture. This you know, you've seen them. You've seen, you've seen them do it against them you know it's not like they can't do it right. against against uh, no, get, lesser I and i think Liverpool I think, are no. gonna get theirs they're still gonna get theirs Less, i mean honestly lesser there nothing about lesser defensively was all that i don't think it was all that good no uh, you know up until getting to play the worst team in premier league history this week <laughs> mane scored in the last two matches against lesser so i mean you got. I mean, it's, there's not like there's no precedent. You can see whoever scores against you know whatever club any week. I mean, you can see who has done it. But I wouldn't be so worried about it. I don't think. Again, it's at home. So with Lester, that's exactly right. It is at home, and and that makes me not only okay with keeping my guys. I might. Still, I'm not. I'm not captaining. Salah I might next still week. captain him. I might. Nah. All right. Let's look at the other side of the ball briefly. Uh, Sheffield United put up a great fight. Uh, yeah, this, they did. this club is this club is legit. There's no question about it. Uh, I've been one of the last ones to get on the bandwagon, but they are legit. Their effort was was something they could be proud about. But uh, you know what, Chris Wilder's not. He's not happy. He's not okay with that. In fact, uh, Dave, you tried to tee it up earlier, but let me go ahead and give it now. It's time for the Chris Wilder quote of the week. Yes. So Liverpool got the three points because Dean Henderson had a bit of a howler on the Wijnaldum shot that ended up scoring just a the long goal of the match. A just, bit of one. Just a bit. Just a bit. Sure. So here's what Chris Wilder had to say specifically about Dean Henderson. If he wants to be a professional footballer, these things are going to happen. But if he wants to play for the top teams, he wants to play for England, then he needs to do better. He needs to concentrate more. It's a disappointing day for him. I'm not going to put my arms around him. Simply, he needs to do better. Absolutely. Tough love, man. Hey, You hey, love this, though. You know what I tell my under-12 kids? Every time we go out, just give me your best. All I want is your best. And you know what, Dean Henderson? You're, you know what was so hurtful? And he's, he knew it, and I felt bad for him. He had four players, after they saw it roll in, fall on their backs in exhaustion because they were giving everything for so long and they were executing their game plan and that was liverpool's first shot on target yep that was dean henderson's first need to make save in the 70th minute against freaking league champion world champion not yet liverpool but all right i like where your head's at fair enough Everyone, top, top, I'm at top table. Everyone in my house thought there was some like bad news story or something that just flashed across the screen because of my reaction. <laughs> yeah, because of course, like everyone else, it was yeah neutral Sheffield in that match. It yeah, was, of course, oh every, everyone's rooting for the the little oh, guy in that no. match, unless you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, yeah, I feel like it was. Uh, you, I mean, how could you not want? Nil nil well, at that point. Dean Henderson didn't get a hug from his manager. There's no doubt about that. Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder is the type of manager. It's very obvious. He he's great. We love him. We quote him every week now. This segment that was the manager quote of the week is now the Chris Wilder quote of the week. We love this guy. And yet, here's what I know. 
if things go south with Sheffield United, this tough love persona of his is going to lose his squad quick. So it's great now when your club is overachieving, but it's going to easily go the other direction if things go the other direction for this squad. I'm just mm. telling you right now. All right. They're probably not going to go the other direction in their next four matches, that's for sure. You like their schedule? At Watford, home to Arsenal, at West Ham, and home to Burnley. What scares you in there? <laughs> yeah. Dave? Good, good. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, we'll get to them. All right. They're fourth in the table. Arsenal? Yes, they are. All right, we'll talk about that. Suck on those eggs, Brian. Where's Spurs? First of all, though, Everton won. I, I don't know. <laughs> I really, I don't. I don't either. Everton won City 3. Only one citizen made the dream team this week. It's not who you thought it was. It's Riyad Mahrez. Hey, is that guy working his way into a starting role? Consistent? No, because no one gets a starting role consistently for Manchester so City. You should you here's my manager quotes of the week. They all belong to Pep Guardiola. <laughs> all right. <laughs> In a segment we like to call News That Isn't Really News. <laughs> uh, Pep Guardiola says there will be rotation. You can play like that. Can you play like the the uh, news sound? What are oh, those yeah. news things? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, but the quotes were all over the place this week. I want to make everyone involved. Of course, Sergio can play and David can, David can play. David. But the last game in the Champions League, they didn't play. I want to let them play in the Champions League. We play on Tuesday. So I want to play everybody. For me, it's tough. Some players don't play regularly. I'm going to move the team every single game to be part of that. I know everybody wants to play. I understand completely, but it's the only way to maintain the level for 11 months. He's not uh, wrong. The last thing he said makes the most sense, but before that was a bunch of gibberish. Yeah. You know what's... You know what's it might have been the way Brian read the, it. No. The, <laughs> do you want me to read it again? No, it's the no. words that are on the... It's the words that he said. I know. No, but the Silvas start on the bench. Sergio Aguero, Dave, starts on the bench. Well, but like I always say, even when he starts on the bench, he still finds a way to get an assist or score, and he did. Yeah, thanks to Riyad Mahrez. The last quote is Pep praising Mares, and this is the part that... Okay. You were finally getting to. No, I wanted to read those other things, too, because I like reading Pep Guardiola. I like reading his thoughts. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Defensively, Riyadh's commitment is higher than last season. Offensively, every time something happens close to the 18-yard box, you have this feeling he's going to create something. For eight and a half pounds... By the way... By the way, he looked in this game and last game. You know what I'm about to say. He looked like Lester Morris. I feel like we've been saying that every time he's played, and that was the question from week one is, and it's my feeling has been, if you knew he was starting, he would be the most essential player to own, period, in the Premier League. Because I, of his, his Yes. Price. For his price and for who he's playing for, even now, he is fifth in midfielder scoring. I was just about to say that. He's fifth. Well, you mentioned from week one, which was a Fun. week where he scored 14 points. Yeah, sure. He's had 15 and 10 in the last two matches. Yeah. 
The four in between those, one, one, three, one. Right, what, that's what, what I was going to say, Scott. I was going to say, you though. You say points are points, and he are. has as many points as Monet does. How many players in FPL out of the 7 million have had Riyad Mahrez all seven weeks to get all 45 of his points? It doesn't matter. I'll guess it's what about if someone, six. What if someone listens to you and says, oh, set it and forget it? With Riyad Mahrez. Put Mahrez in. My question is, after though, one, yeah, you know what else we say? We say after three weeks, your trigger finger gets itchy. You need to sell these guys before their price drops. I'm, I'm saying this. He has one point less than his teammate Sterling. He has, he is tied with Mane, and I guarantee you points per pound, he is the highest scoring midfielder in points per pound. No, he's not. KDB is higher. It can't be by much. It's by all, It's by more than a Who's point. Who's second? Mara is the second. Okay, David yeah, that's what third. I'm saying. I to me, I, I, that's that's my question: is can you can you weather the 10, 11, and seventeen minute cameos? Can you can no. you be willing to take no. that? There are too many good whenever, midfielders. There are too many good midfielders for Ryan Mara to be an option. But stop! Through what are we through? Seven weeks? Why not? Why not? Why not? One one three one, and the promised rotation is why not? Why Naldum? Why 8. not? Eight point five. You can't find someone why? better at eight point five. There, are, there are four. Tell me, tell I me, could, tell me another player eight point five. I could give you, more points than that. I'll give you three five pound midfielders who've scored who've more scored points more than, points than Mount McGinn. No, he hasn't scored more points than Mount. He is more as his points house. per pound. Points. Save the three pounds and go to the five-pound midfielders who are amazing so far this season. Scott, points are points. Points are points, My but point money is money. Saying, money I, is money. Sure. You need the pounds you in other places. The, you go add for all it. The five pound guys you You're can... talking about wanting Aguero and Aubameyang. Before we started recording, and I know we we're doing some of this before, and we need to do it on the mic here. We're talking about you know, you might want to go from Aguero to Aubameyang or, yes. or having two two of those top priced forwards. Get more five-pound midfielders in your lineup, and you can do that. Some people are doing that in their FPL lineups, and it's working for them. Why go to 8.5 Mares when you're getting six points in four weeks? Because he's 8.5 and he's fifth overall and has the same points as I mean, if you're going to you say that— You don't want Cantwell, McGinn, and if Mount? If you're going to say that, then why don't you say, why do I own Mane? If you're all about the money and they're scoring the same over the same amount of weeks and he is way cheaper, why don't, why aren't you the same argument I could throw back at you? Why own money? I don't, but it's a good but point. But you own Salah, who's which I is do. worse. I do. Well, Salah's got a, he's got plenty more points than Mares does. But but your point is is valid. You're using points per pound at me for 5.0 to not own Mares, but when I throw it back at you no, for Salah, you're still owning Salah. That's no, your point is your point there is valid. Yeah. It, it all comes down to where you want to spend your money. I'm I'm saying that if you if you want to have the three guys that are in the five to six pound midfield range. There, you don't. Why, why go with Mares? Besides, it's all about what these guys are going to do in the future, right? I think Mane's ceiling is higher than Mares is moving forward. History would tell us that that is the case. And Mane is going to play more in the league than Mares is because there's less rotation on Liverpool than there is for City. City's offense seems to be better. It's definitely more prolific when it's on. That is for sure. I mean. You know, three goals here. It's it's it, suffocating. They score a goal. I mean, their goal differential is higher, right? I mean, even though they have five fewer points, they have by far a higher goal differential. They score goals. Liverpool has the best defense in the in the world, and they ride that a lot. 
Their defense, I think. Yeah, they've I, shown for sure that they are. The yeah, I was going to say they have a great they've, they've shown that they're willing to take a one nil, two oh, two nil. Because they'll say points are points when it comes to the table. Right. I think we all are making valid points here. Your point about Mares and Mane is is legitimate, and I don't own Mane for that reason. I do own I do own Salah, and I think Salah is going to be a better own throughout the course of the season than Mares will be. But there's no denying the fact that when Mares has been on, and for the last two weeks he's been on, that he's really good. Well, on the season, again, I'll have to say it again, he's tied with Mane overall. So. Hey, by the way, fun fact. Just in terms of City midfielders, where does Raheem Sterling rank in points per pound? What's your guess? Just in terms of City midfielders. He can't be better. I mean, I was going to say he was probably four, he's probably fifth because I would guess Mares, Bernardo Silva, Mares, Silva, and De Bruyne. Kevin, LeBron, James, and uh, Silva and Silva have to be higher than him. He's going to do that again. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the answer is sixth, gentlemen. Wow. Guess who? So you named he's all the right Fernandinho. names. He's after Fernandinho. No, he's not. He's oh, after Rodri. Gosh. Come on. He's oh, after wow. Rodri. Nice. Rodri at 5.5 has, has a 3.82 points per pound score. Sterling's at 3.80. Um, so ah. let's, let's talk a little bit more about Raheem Sterling. I sent him out when I uh, played around with my lineup and used my wild card over the past week. And obviously he puts in seven points, rewards those who stayed patient with him. Dave, you still have Sterling, do you not? I do, absolutely. It, he made you wait till late. It was a, a, an insurance goal, but as we've talked about, points are points. How do you feel about Raheem Sterling moving forward, Dave? I just feel like he's he's second overall in midfielder scoring. And after a slump. I just think he's a must-own. I know that sounds stupid, and a lot of people can go against me. People have been selling the crap out of him. After a slump. And so... He's the second highest-scoring midfielder after a slump. Yeah. His ownership was probably closer to 45, and it's down to 37. And he's lost multiple tenths of points. I'm going to continue to own him at the moment, just because I feel, I feel like... Uh, number one, I can afford to, and then secondly, like he's playing awesome. I'm, well, he's playing on the most prolific offense in the league currently, and he's arguably one of the most expo- explosive players. So why not? Look, Talent. if I can throw a midfield out there of Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, and Mount, and I have one, two, three, I have three of the top six midfield scorers. Is that your line? Is that your midfield lineup right now? With and the four Cantwell. names. That's a good midfield. Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, Cantwell, and Mount. That's great. And and then uh, my strikers are uh, notable are Aguero and Abraham. And then my defense is some guys you've heard of. Yeah, maybe. No, so you're you're loading up in the midfield, and you're doing it with those four guys. So you need Sterling to come through. I need Sterling and Salah to perform absolutely. But obviously, the odds are good that they will. And like so. you guys just said, he's in a slump or just maybe has come out of it and he's still doing well for you. I mean, overall. I don't think anybody, I mean, it didn't deter most, uh, you know, as far as captaincy, it didn't deter most most Sterling owners to captain Sterling three weeks ago when he didn't play at all. So, you know, to me, I, I just don't see the, I don't know. I just don't see the point. Just throwing him out unless just two weeks ago he didn't play in the onslaught the watford 8-0 demolishing right that's what was that two that was two weeks ago yeah two weeks ago 
Yeah, so that's what I mean. I don't think... I mean, there was all the speculation about whether or not he was going to play because they had, you know, another, you know, Carabao Cup match, and the feeling was he'd be rested for that, and he wasn't. He was rested for Watford. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not... Unless you're going to just... Unless you're going to double up Salah and Mane, or, you know, I, I just don't... I mean, I guess you can spread the money out a little bit more, but... Well, to Dave's like, point, though, the offenses of Liverpool and City, City's a clear first place in terms of offense. And so if you're going to double up, you want to double up Sterling and KDB in your midfield or one of those two guys with Aguero or all three if that's what you could do, right? And that's what you are doing, Dave. I have three. Uh, I, I My gut says it's going to work out for me. I think in the end. My recent will. scores say otherwise. Yeah, you're down there a bit. You're down there, but that's okay. I agree with you. I think it's got to come through. But that rotation is going to be painful for you from one week to the next. Um, you should talk about Kevin Lebrona playing a little, what might be hurt. If- of course he is. Of course he is. Making people nervous, at least. Yeah, but Pep, Pep ta- said, uh, said in a press- presser today that there was no injuries. That, that he knows of. No one has told him of any injuries. And then the Manchester... That, that's what I loved about... <laughs> yeah, they don't tell me. That's right. If they have a problem, they don't tell me. Usually the players don't like to tell me yeah. when they're hurt. Manchester Evening News made and everybody... And you wonder why? Because if, if, he, if he hears about it, he they doesn't play. play them. There's a backup. And they have a million backups. Yeah. So the players just kind of... Eh, I'm fine. Well, the one guy that can say, <laughs> I'm not feeling great today, Dad, is uh, <laughs> KDB. Because he was absent from training ahead of their Champions League match. What will be tomorrow for us. Uh, oh, no. He might not play midweek. Oh, <laughs> doesn't scare That's me. Great. By the way, um, <laughs> there was a suggestion of a muscular issue as the reason for his substitution at 80 minutes in this match. But yeah, he, he didn't had, go anywhere. He had he too went, many assists. He, yeah, he he went and my muscles are fatigued from so many good kicks. Uh, <laughs> he just went and sat down. Is, yeah. I think that was a, that was the reason why I feel like I we're I, whipping. <laughs> You can have a seat. Yeah, seriously. They are not. They were at that point. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before we before we move on to something else, there's one more thing we have to talk about with Manchester City and Everton. What? Well, who scored the Everton goal? Dominic Calvert Lewin. Sh- All right, let me rephrase. Seamus Calvert should have scored the Everton goal. I think goal. the ball was going in, and I don't think a defender was going to be able to get back and clear the chip away. Dave. But the ball was on the goal line when DCL. Dominic Calvert-Lewin headed it in. Seamus Coleman couldn't even celebrate the fact that they had scored. He was a little upset that Dominic had taken this one away. Is there him. a more undeserving goal scorer this season than, that? than Dominic no, Calvert-Lewin? I, I think, I think Dom- Dominic Calvert-Lewin should be Everton's version of Tammy Abraham, and he's just not. Yeah, I know he's still young, but he's been around a long time, and we're just not seeing it from the, from him. I've wanted it from him more than anybody else, and it's not happening. Yeah. He stole this goal from Seamus Coleman. The only reason why he's even being discussed is for that reason. It's a joke. He's he's being talked about this week because it's a joke. He headed the ball into the net from the goal line, like. We had to use goal scoring technology to, to determine if it. Dominic scored the goal. Wow. And he did. It's yeah. ridiculous. He should be better and he's not. I'm over it. He deserves to be cursed. There's only one reason I was going to say there's only one way that you can do that. And it's 
if there's a curse on ye. Yeah, on ye. On ye. On ye. Seamus Coleman is deserving here. There's only one thing we can do, and that is to re reintroduce the Seamus curse. Yes. yes there is. This, it feels fitting. This curse goes directly to Dominic Calvin, Calvert-Lewin for stealing what was rightfully we Seamus's. <laughs> curse ye, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. May your friends have a fine day. Burying you. Is that it? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if you heard it. It's wishing death upon uh, oh, him. Yeah. I caught that I part. I got that. <laughs> Burying him. That was amazing. That is amazing. There are others, but I don't want to use them all. No, we've got more Seamus to go. I mean, we, we got to save him. Seamus Coleman finished with two bonus points in the match. That is awesome. It is. All right, Dave, this is going to be one of those moments where we... Oh, Lord. Turn away from the dream team for a minute because okay. I want to talk about Brian's team for a moment. Yes. We Spurs 2. Oh, 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 that team. Oh, thank goodness. I thought we were going to talk about an even worse team. <laughs> Spurs 2, Saints 1. Hey, you got the win. You they got... did get the win, but there's yeah. two guys I want to ask you about. All right. Uh, Vestergaard, about... is everyone still loving the Yannick Vestergaard's points? You know that... Man, how's everyone doing with their Yannick <laughs> Vestergaard ownership now? Brian, do you Real know? Real good? Hey, he's still at 5.2, but do you know that he only started this match because of an injury pre-match? I don't. He was not going right, to start this because match. Because of stupid Cedric, yes. And then he got one more point for you. Uh, if you are one of the Man, I hope you all enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I want to talk about two Spurs players. Well, I want to talk about three Spurs players. Uh, no, make that four. But let me talk about the two that are, are need to be brought up for negative reasons. Okay. We mentioned Dean Henderson's howler in the Sheffield-Liverpool yeah. match. How about Lloris's? You got to see both sides of Hugo Lloris in this match. That is match. true. You got to see world-class idiot and world-class saver. <laughs> I mean, honestly, his second-half <laughs> saves were outstanding. I mean, he made the, the. It was keeping Ward Prowse out, and who else did he save? There was somebody else. He had two really two great, great saves, saves yes. in the second half. That I don't want to say it made redemption. up. I don't yeah, want to say it, it, it made up for it. I guess in he the, kept in the, the three points with yes. Spurs. Yeah, but holy cow! Yeah, what two are you doing? two world class howlers. Now, uh, raise your hand at this table that we're sitting at and talking uh, into that our mics are are sitting on. Raise your hand. If you own Serge Aurier, I still do. For the uh, those who were scoring at home, that was Dave and Brian. How'd you feel, Dave, after the uh, double yellow first half sending off? Look, man, this <laughs> gives shades of Giroux when I captained him years ago when he was with Arsenal. On a minus a two or something card. like that. Yeah, exactly. So I, whatever, man. This is such crap. I mean, Brian talked about it last week. This guy. Pochettino wants to play him. He just needs to show him like some consistency. Right, Brian? That was the whole issue. No, this is Xhaka levels of consistency. No, this is just ridiculous, man. He's too good of a player to be such a freaking I mean, his first head. tackle, whatever. I, I, I mean, I didn't think it was particularly reckless. Just was not a great challenge. You know, at that point, like, again, it's on the side. It's on the sideline. It was on a guy who's uh, who makes a meal of everything. I think he fouled Buffal, and then after that, what I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Other than maybe it's just it, it just is going to be with him. 
He just is not going to overcome it. And yeah, it's annoying, especially because he was his price went up. So obviously, it's not. This isn't an issue of people weren't buying him. Lots of people were buying it. You'd think after he gets a one against Leicester or whatever he got, that he that it might deter people. But no, they're playing Saints at home, and and then there's the the sense that he had cemented his spot. If he's nailed in on the on Spurs right back, yeah, give me that. He's been really good there. He was good there against you know through three weeks ago against Crystal Palace. This is just a that is just a joke. So what are you guys doing with that slot in your squad? I am probably not going to sub him out this week. I mean, I can play other other defenders, so I'm just going to let it ride. Okay. If I make a transfer, which I don't know if I'm going to because I don't have to. Okay. Um, it might be Aguero for Obama Yang. But I might wait till later in the week to see what develops. Mm, we'll Aguero's outscoring him, but not by much. All right. Brian, do you keep an RA as well? Listen, I same as Dave, I don't need to sell him. If I go in with the defenders I have now, I'd be okay with that. And I'm listen, I I should have probably taken way more minus points at this point in the season than I have. I have tried not to take I've tried not to throw away points. And if I had this past week, it would have crushed me. So in a way, like my score was terrible, but... It could have been worse. It could have been way worse. Uh, I think go, like tr- just going back one match, I mean, I still own Zinchenko. So to me, Zinchenko playing against Everton was a huge surprise. Yeah. And that's a ton of money to have wrapped up in a guy. You know, five and a half is a lot to throw at a guy who is a big if. Yeah. REA, you know, that's, I don't know. I don't, he's, you know, we'll see. I'm really curious to see whether or not Potts trusts him this week in and, the Champions League because oh, he's still eligible to play. You're right. Good call. He's eligible to play against Bayern. So he, you know, he, I oh, would, yeah. He's totally going to play any non league matches. Right. I would guess he gets in there for that. And, uh, but no, I, it's this, it's like you said with, with Mane or anybody else. I've got other positions that to me, I either need to make a move and, come up with some money or just hold off and maybe take two transfers into the break. I think the I think that the toughest thing as far as transfers is there's a lot of players that you look at and you're like, you know, I don't mind taking that chance on so and so. Like, you know, if if it wasn't for Liverpool, I mean, I can't I would guess that Ricardo Pereira's transfers in would probably be 500,000 this week. Through yeah. the roof. I mean, if it was home Burnley, I mean, if people are looking at color-coded matchups and they see if it was green this week, I mean, he'd be six and a half before the end of the week. Yeah. But um, but no, that Liverpool, you know, the Liverpool match is throwing him off. We can talk about Aaron Cresswell maybe <laughs> in a little you bit. Totally I mean, he's hugely it. popular. I thought this was this Masuaku's team, Ryan. It is Masuaku's this is Masuaku's team. This is Arthur Masuaku's team. It is, our, it is Masuaku's team. Look at the starts prior to this week. Mm. One goal throws Aaron Cresswell back in after he was not very good for like six months before that. Dude, yeah, I mean, he's been ridiculous the last two weeks. Yes, two goals in a row will make anyone look ridiculous. True. That's what I'm saying. He's but got a, seven but, and fourteen in back to back weeks. Yeah, and now who's in goal for them? 
Tell me the goalkeeper for West Roberto, Ham United. Roberto. 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 Diego Fabianski. Find me one West Ham blog or one West Ham person that feels confident in their goalkeeping situation and whether or not oh, Fabianski none. being in there. Zero, none. Whether or no. not that has an impact they on were already, they their defense. They were already nervous during the match when Roberto's in there. Uh, I mean, Roberto Jimenez Gago. Why not love that guy? There's no reason to. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> because why should you i'm just That's saying right. like there's a lot of players that you know oh i'm gonna rush to you know are you really rushing to burnley this week you you trust them at home against everton do you think everton is i mean everton hasn't been great on the road but it is everton it's not some other it's the most unpredictable team. club outside of pepology in the premier league right so I just think there's a lot of uncertainty with like what would be the top transfers in i mean even liverpool i mean you feel better about them being at home, but it, they're playing Leicester. Yeah, so, prolific, prolific offense, Leicester. So we'll get to them too. Let's pause on West Ham and Leicester for a second. Let's go back to Happy Spurs just briefly. Yeah. Let me give you two score lines here. First, Sun, five, sixteen, five, and five. Mm. Yep. Harry Kane, six, five, eight, eight. I brought Harry Kane into my lineup with my wild card. I could, I wanted Aguero, couldn't get to him for the money, wasn't willing to sacrifice enough to get to Aguero. So I went with Kane, felt great. I captained him this week, felt great about the points I got here. But, Brian, that, yeah. this is happy Spurs here, right? Son and Kane, these are two great choices, are they not? Yeah, I think so. I think happy, I think it's hard not to be, you know, to feel positive about it since not only do they overcome a lot of their uh, their bad mojo, that they had going on prior to this match. Even with being down to 10 men. Being down to 10 men, they come back after the dumbest play they've had this season, and they've had plenty of dumb plays this season. The you know, they, they, that they Yeah, that they recover from the Lloris Howler and, and hold the lead. And yeah, they're at home, and yeah, they're down to 10 men. The quality of Spurs should, should be able to hold a 2-1 lead for that entire time, but they've been so unpredictable. I mean... So yeah, I feel like it's really good. The thing that is positive for me is that Kane looks much better. Yes. So to me, this was a brace of a game for Kane if it's eleven on eleven. Can I can I give you a little bit of a, a little bit of an insight too as to why I not only brought Kane into my squad, but I went ahead with him for captain in my squad this week? All right. Partly it had to do with him playing at home against Southampton while, you know, Salah and well, essentially, Liverpool, yeah, Sterling. Liverpool and City were both away. Okay, and so I went, you know, lean toward Kane at home. But in addition to that, coming off of their draw last week, Kane talked a lot about in the middle of the week about how you know it's just time for the players to perform. Like, like we are who we are now, and we're past the point where Spursy. He didn't say Spursy, but you know, Spursy is a thing. I mean, he had big, tough talk for himself and for the other players in his locker room. And I, th I was thinking they're going to come out. And they're going to do something in this match. He's going to come out and want to do something to follow up on the words that he gave out to the media this past week. And he did eight points here in fantasy. Sixteen if you captained him. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah, and like I said two weeks ago, I mean, if not for an offside call which I hate even reliving that in my own mind. I think I think Kane going into this match looks like a no-brainer. Mm. The the number of points that was represented, like I said, you know, I talked about it in our, you know, in our article this segment, week, yeah, yeah. And, and bad beats last week, but just to say like the number of points that that the swing in his points alone 
how much different does 12 look in that list, especially going into a home match against Southampton, knowing that yep. Kane has scored in now his last six against Southampton. So to me, I, I, I just am way, I feel way better about Kane after this, you know, back-to-back performances where he looks like this match in particular, terrible bounce, not a great first touch on the Ericsson pass and just a, an, a vintage Kane finish. Not this like, not falling down, not a penalty, <laughs> nothing weird about it. Nope. Just a really good striker's finish, and that's the kind of form. That's what they need of him. And now they have trash birds. <laughs> away and Watford at home. The next two matches. Next two. Yep. I, mean, I, 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 I love how that sets up better. my lineup. Yep, yeah. exactly right. And and just to put a bow on this point, I you know we we don't get a complete picture into the emotional makeup of players and clubs very often. But I put a lot of stock into those things when we do get a glimpse into that. And that's why I, I mention Harry Kane's comments in the media because he did make those comments public. The fact that he's willing to do that told me he's going to come out and try to prove something. And those are those are things that you should be able and willing to use when you're putting your fantasy lineup together. Brian, do you have something to say about Sun? Just that this is now two weeks in a row. I feel like we've been robbed of what the best of Sun is. Like, Spurs just demolished Crystal Palace. Last week against Leicester City, they're going up 2-0. Sun already has an assist in that match. 2-0 Spurs with Leicester having to press for goals. That is Sun time after that. Counterattacking Sun is, is the unstoppable Sun. So... That was just completely sucked out as soon as, mm. as soon as Madison scored the equalizer. Was it Madison's equalizer? Yeah. I'm trying to forget that. <laughs> but either way, the it was the same thing here. They're up two one. I mean, they can't do as much. I mean, they have to protect the lead at that point. Again, I mean, Sun leaves early here. That's the only reason why he leaves early is because well, I mean, Champions League probably had something to do with that. But but no, I mean, if they're up two nil. If they don't, you know, if they're not down to eleven men and they're, you know, they're they're pushing a little harder. No, I mean that's what really is frustrating about the last two weeks is because I feel like two weeks ago is marred by a terrible call, and this week is you. Can, I feel like there's not a whole lot you can put into it because of the REA red card. Right. I, there's just that's right. there's so much that there are so many other variables that go into evaluating it. The best thing you can look at is. Sun has been Spurs' best attacker and most dangerous-looking player for basically since he came back from his suspension, and Kane has slowly worked himself back into form. That can only be good for them at this point in the season when they need the consistency. So Scott, I, following that, you wildcarded this week. Uh-huh. You had the option to choose Kane or Aubameyang. Yeah, and you went with Kane. I did. Why? Because the only, and, and this is why I ask. Why I think, Kane? I am a Bobby? jaded uh, Arsenal fan. Yeah, Arsenal's fourth in the table. They have the best schedule of any team coming up in the Premier League for the next nine games. Okay. Lots of green. And Aubameyang, up to this point in the season, has outscored Kane by nine points. Yes, Aubameyang's been great. He's one of two forwards who have scored five or more points in all of the seven matches so, so far this season. What gives? 
I like Harry Kane. I so like Harry Kane. It just comes down to a personal preference. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, again, Why don't you want him to manage his own team? Don't understate the fact that you know my comments about where I, I thought Harry Kane would do something. I know, but this has to be some form of there has to be some strategy in it, other than the fact that I like him and the fact that Aubameyang has made you look bad since you always said he was going to be a horrible Arsenal player when he came and he was going to be a locker room disruption and a bad guy. <laughs> no, on the contrary, it was that, is that what it you... was the fact that I owned him at all the wrong times last year. Remember, all right, fair I'm, I'm, it's. It's you know you never can like the guys you you can never erase the memories of past okay. seasons That's carrying true. over into the current season. One of the dudes on uh, on the FPL uh, video things that they do said yeah. that about Sterling that he sold Sterling At the wrong and the, and everyone said like are you mad and basically the guy said he's already burned me him I once once I get burned by a guy that's it I can't uh. do it I can't go back to him. I understand that. That might be a character flaw on my part, Dave, but that's the reason why. And I'm okay with that. Harry Kane scored eight here. Again, it's all about what he's going to do moving forward. I get that Aubameyang has had you know the higher points on the season, the more consistency. Aubameyang outscored him this week with nine. Yeah, that's fine. I feel fine. Okay. I, no, the, it's fine. I mean, you're so happy to have the second-place guy because you like him better. It just doesn't make sense. And with the schedule upcoming, you don't want to talk about. We can talk about it in an Arsenal moment. You don't. Want, you can just Liverpool you can add luck. What what luck level did Aubameyang get true. to that's on true, his goal Dave. this week? But points are points. We'll give you that. Right. Liverpool is the only matchup. Well over, taken goal. Excuse uh-huh, me. Liverpool is yes. the only matchup over the next three months that I'm worried about with Spurs. Okay. So I know I know I get that Arsenal's schedule is great. And they don't have a Liverpool upcoming. They've already played them, I believe, once this season. Spurs still have them coming, but take that out, and Harry Kane's going to have his chances over the next two months. All right, whatever. You guys have been dying to talk about Leicester. Leicester 5, Newcastle nil. Lots of goals in this one, obviously, and there are three Foxes in the Dream Team. Ricardo Pereira and Johnny Evans in defense. And hey, hey there, Jamie Vardy. Welcome to the season. There's only one thing to say about this match, and Andy Carroll said it. It was shocking. <laughs> I can't even tell you how bad it was. We gave up, and we've got we've got to put it right on the training pitch. We gave up, completely gave up, and it was absolutely terrible. That was all his words. Thank you, Andy Carroll, for saying what we all got to watch with our eyes. It was awful. What's amazing is somehow Rafa Benitez kept his team up last year. That's true. And, and honestly, in years past... And I feel very confident in week seven saying this after the seventh week of of Premier League football this year, that the bottom two clubs that are absolutely 100% getting relegated is Newcastle and Watford. In our preseason pods, Brian, yeah. I referred to Newcastle as already, already relegated, relegated Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. And Dave's like, Psh, they haven't played any matches yet. Yeah. They beat Spurs, he yeah. said a few weeks later. It doesn't even Thank you right. for joining the dark side with me, Dave. Newcastle is already relegated Newcastle. They're There's done. no doubt about it. They're done. And and, and so now the, the fun fight will will be who's going to get that third unwanted 18th third place. spot. 18th place. Because there's a lot of teams that are going to be like dinking and dunking around in that area. Honestly, because I don't feel like there's a, just another third outright I do. bad club. I, trash birds. Other than but the that's trash the thing. birds. <laughs> I feel like feel like the Javi Gracia firing is so is so shockingly stupid. Yeah. 
for that's Watford. That's going to be the mistake of the season. I, I cannot believe they did that because I don't. I feel like they could have put way more of their result on dumb luck. The VAR I, I mistake. I don't feel like they deserved at the the position they were in. They were attacking well. I know their defense isn't great, but they have they do have some leaders on that team. Their goalkeeper is a real leader. And so I just feel like they just they sucked all their energy out. And even in this game, they're they weren't that I mean, even Watford in this this past week wasn't that terrible. Newcastle, I think yeah. everyone sees the same thing. Building on what? To right. build what did they what can they possibly build on? Well he didn't play Andy Carroll didn't play all that much so maybe if he thinks he plays more that's probably what he's angling for here, yeah just exactly time. now dave I, I agree with brian here i think watford has the they haven't shown us any of this yet but they have the players to be able they have the ability to be able to get out of the bottom three they did it with the same team last season it's true I, I just but newcastle I, is absolutely already relegated newcastle but let's talk about the positive here let's talk about lester they had the chance to show us something again. Flying I get, foxes. I get it was against 10 men of Newcastle, but Jamie Vardy, 12 points in fantasy. Flat track bully. Yeah, seriously. But that's not normal for him. Normally, he's I score against a top six bully. That's normally what Vardy <laughs> likes to do. He has played three matches against top six clubs. His scores have been 2-2-2 two, two, and two against those clubs. Understood. At Sheffield, he had an 8. Bournemouth, 16. Newcastle here, 12. Maybe Brian, in his old age, he is turning into flat track, Vardy. Um, would you be okay with that? I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's fine. Ricardo Pereira. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that uh, he costs six pounds. Yeah. Probably going up this week. Maybe Already before did. This. He's 6.1 right now. All right, so 6.1. Do you put him ahead of Alexander-Arnold or Andy Robertson? No. Would you spend no, the money to... No, definitely not make- Alexander-Arnold. I, I feel like my worst mistake this season was selling Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> well documented um, mistake. Would, would you spend the money to make it, him your second defender then? Add it to my list. Uh, it's a lot of money. The yes, thing and and look, I know you guys hate this, but beyond Arsenal, who has a better schedule between now and the middle of December than Leicester City? I don't know that there is anyone after Liverpool. After Liverpool, that's why I'm saying, if it was next week, next week, I think everyone will have the decision to make whether or not to add him to their team. Yeah, uh, save your free transfer. <laughs> and spend and and have two going into game week nine. I wouldn't mind. I mean, honestly, since you know, I, since we've tried to advocate, you know, uh, defense zero, you know, low low dollar amount def- defenders. If you wanted to make Pereira your most expensive single guy, I guess I could get behind that. Yeah, I could get behind. He's that. outstanding. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, I, I you see that string of twos. Nobody, you know, nobody that had him. You know, I'm surprised his price didn't drop, but I don't think his ownership was high enough. You know, in those in that string of twos that he had, you know, for for his price really to go down. But this goal was just part of me wants to say it's it is more on Newcastle because sure. he just walked through those guys. But I mean, is it, no, who who stepped up? Is Did this, you watch it? I mean, that's it, it was ridiculous. Is this Lester's second clean sheet of the season? I think it is. Third. It's their third? Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, three out of seven, it's okay. Not terrible. You, you don't. When you think Leicester, though, you think goals. You don't think No, it's only sheets. their second. 
It's their second. They lost to United. One yeah, night. they lost to United. So it is their second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, two out of seven matches, clean sheets, and, you know, there's... But, but three but out of seven were against top, top six. six. Yep, it's true. So it's hard to say. You know, Ricardo Pereira, you're probably going to get more of a goal scoring or assist threat than you are going to be clean sheet points. That's really hard at six pounds. Well, all right. So so for me, would I rather have Aubameyang and Pereira or Aguero and Arie? Well, you know the answer to that now. I think the I think the obvious the obvious guy is Dina. Dina being owned, you know, great point. Dina being owned as one of the one of the most owned defenders. He's at coming 20, down at twenty three percent, and and now you've got you know Pereira in less than. Definitely less than ten percent. Seven seven percent. He's up to seven percent of squads. Yeah. I I mean I feel like if you're not going to count on Everton clean sheets, which has that switch is that that switch is off now, right? The Everton clean sheet switch is Probably. is is pointed down. But I would I would say the Leicester clean sheet switch might be pointing up after this week. Right, because of fixtures. Because you look at the fixture list and you say, after Liverpool, can they clean sheet Burnley at home? Eh, Probably, maybe. They they can. I wouldn't count on it. Oh, At Southampton, yeah, I feel better about that one. At Crystal Palace, I feel okay about that one. I, home I, to Arsenal, no. I, I'm just saying, like, you well, look I, at this. I bring, I, I, to I bring me, that up because Soyuncu, Soyuncu, Right, is worth bringing up because he's a four six. He's Pereira's teammate. Right, we're talking about Leicester defense now. I just feel like it's worth bringing him and Evans up. Evans has twenty nine points. Evans Sanchi has twenty five points, but he's four point six. He's really cheap. When I, when Dave I says Soyuncu's name, yeah, and he's looking at you, it looks like he wants to kiss you. <laughs> he's got he's got the real lip pucker. I was gonna say he's got the real <laughs> Turkish lips going on. Yeah, in there. Sure, yeah. Uh, I think Chilwell is the unlucky guy here. Is Turkish Lips going to be the name of this pod? It <laughs> might be. <laughs> Please don't. All right. Listen, I'm just saying, I I think it's fair. I think that's the reason why Sir Yunger has... <laughs> I think that's why... I think that's Listeners, why... I mean, they want to kiss each other. He's up. Yeah. Did he hit four seven yet? I would guess. No, he's the, still four six. Yeah, it's going to so, be on so hold. Ch- the, the the purchases on these guys is going to be on hold. It's not going to be nearly as high this week as it could be because of Liverpool. That's it. After the break, you might get two or three price rises on Pereira, especially if 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 any if Pereira gets anything. If he gets one, but if he gets one bonus point against Liverpool, he'll go to fifteen percent ownership before the next match. It's just too good of a. It's just too good of a of a look of a schedule after that. Not for people not to pounce on. It's true. Chelsea nil, Brighton two produced two Chelsea midfielders in the dream team, both with one name: Jorginho and Willian. I was screaming. Were you upset? I bet you were. I was screaming as a Tammy Abraham owner, and I thought about possibly triple captaining him this week. I felt that good, even though I didn't wow. captain him With at Brighton, all. Oh, know. man, I wish you would have. <laughs> yeah, they're playing the trash birds <laughs> Misery loves company. Yeah. 
I didn't have the guts to go to Abraham because I, I like to. I went with with the captain. Yeah. That would have been my minus four. Yeah. No, my minus eight. Oh. I was prepared to go from Cain to Tammy, and Lanzini to Son. Wow. I think that move on paper makes sense. One week ago looked amazing. Yeah. After this week, it would have been because I ended up making the move was Lanzini to Mount before Mount's price rise. So it's good. Yeah, so I was able to not bomb completely right, right. making that move. Well, it meant nothing. I'm in last I, place. I just, <laughs> man. I, no, I understand why you're furious, because as soon as you saw Mount get taken down in the box, you thought, here comes some Tammy that's exactly points. exactly what I said. I said, yes, Mount just got taken yes. down, assist. And here comes Tammy Abraham goal. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Much for, to Dave's fury. I didn't bring either guy in, and I was like, oh, I wish Freaking I had. Jorginho. Frank like, Lampard. Oh, Jorginho. Frank Lampard confirms Jorginho, number one penalty taker. That explains why Jorginho is one of the most transferred in players really? in the game week. Uh, He's a I suck think player. Four of the right as of now, or at least as of a little bit not, ago, not just in fantasy, in life, he sucks. Four of the top ten transfers in this week are are Chelsea players: Mount, Tammy, Tamori, and Jorginho. Jorginho is a freaking joke. I'm over it. Uh, Dave, you're wrong. Frank Lampard says he's a leader. Yeah. When he was asked whether Jorginho <laughs> was now. Right to the- whether Jorginho was now top of his penalty pecking order, according to the Metro, Lampard said, yes, he is. End of story. He is one of the leaders. So, Dave, I believe that is a gigantic dump on your face. <laughs> I guess he would know. He is the manager. Does that diminish Abraham's value to you at all? Hell no. It shouldn't. All right, good. No. Oh, I mean, speaking I'm, of... I'm Tammy Abraham, ride or die. Speaking of unlucky guys this week, holy cow. I mean, Tammy couldn't... He could hardly have done anything... Hey, better. you Tammy Abraham owners out there who have either bought him recently uh, and haven't gotten any returns, just hang in there. The last two against Liverpool and the two against Brighton will not be characteristic. You're going to have some more double digits Listen, though, way. Hang in now there. Now, hold on. You got out Southampton. You got home to Newcastle. He might score 400 in that game. <laughs> but this is, look, this week... This is a great matchup, so much so that you're thinking of triple-captaining Tammy. It looks so good on paper. True. They they were extremely lucky to leave with the clean sheet, and everyone knows it. If The, the one trash bird that I would own is Dan Byrne. Yeah. And Dan Byrne put the ball, if he heads it one inch forward compared Dan to where Byrne's he put it. Dan Byrne's the new Peter Crouch, by the way. We, we, does <laughs> everyone dude, understand how tall that guy is? That dude's been there. He's in... He, but do you know? He's seven six. He's minute bowl. I think he's six seven. But still, no, he's it seven feels foot like seven eight. six. He's not he's the seven, world's eight. tallest man. <laughs> this is well documented. Dan Byrne, world's tallest man. Yes, and he plays for he plays for Brighton and Hove Trashbirds. Yeah. <laughs> no, he should have scored. <laughs> he hit the post. Yeah. And he had a he no, and he's a, been and he's been there player. yeah he's he been excellent you know how much it pains me to say the words in fairness to Brighton <laughs> yes, right. in true. fairness to Brighton yeah he should have scored yeah so it's the reason why and, yeah. and what I was gonna say is that's good should should have would have cut us but yeah sure go I'm just saying yeah. amazing performance from Mason Mount here but nothing all that spectacular 
offensively, it's what makes me nervous about him. I don't love it. I honestly, I was pressured by I, I was pressured by money. That's the reason why I bought him. He still got got you six points. He got I get listen. I'm just saying it's on nothing. It's on nothing. All right, so how you, many shots did Mason Mount take in this game? Do you wish you had McGinn? How many? But how many weeks in a row are you going to say no. Mount keeps scoring on nothing? He scored on nothing. I know, but you said that like two weeks ago and last week. You said he keeps scoring on nothing. No. It, look, I can't. Work rate is going to get you something. So that's why he scored against Leicester <laughs> okay. City. Okay. is it, he's, he's putting in work, and that's why he gets taken down in the box here because he's putting in work. How many shots did he take? Do you want your midfielder to take zero? I don't want my midfielder to take zero shots. Hey, I just want him to keep scoring fantasy points. I don't care if he hits it in with his crotch. I'm just saying, this is all, to me, this is exactly why I think this is probably why this whole season is on its head for me right now is that nothing Nothing is is, lined up. Nothing is making sense statistically. And luck counts. I like look. I like that. I like that he had three. He set up three shots, so he had three key passes here. Yeah, but he only touched the ball in the in the penalty area five times. That's because they're they're keying on him. They're not keying on him. They have Willian to key on. They have players who are getting Pedro is doing more. Hudson Odoi did more when he came on than Mason Mount did. I'm wondering if Hudson Odoi doesn't end up being the choice of all these players before too long. That's interesting. That's not a that's not a horrible point. Listen, William, go get yourself some William. He's got 17 fantasy points on the year. Yay, William! So I don't have Mason Mount in my wild card lineup. Do you know? Why are you so down on William? I don't know because he's not. He's 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 a nice guy. He's got one foot out the door. No. Listen, I didn't go Mason Mount in my wild card. I went somewhere else instead. Yeah, I know where you went. It was a guy who played what might have been the match of the weekend. Bournemouth 2, West Ham 2. Boy, were there some goals in that match. Yarmo, tell us about Yarmo and how smart you are, Scott. I'm brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was Let's let's just be honest. Along with the Martin Kelly play, but keep telling us. uh, No, listen. Sometimes when we get it right, we need to say it. Yarmo. You guys were both talking about Yarmolenko before what, he started multiple scoring weeks points. ago. That's true. In the stutter dud. Here I mean, he is. He's in my fantasy lineup, scores points in this matchup. Obviously, you know, he scored a goal. His last two matches, 11 and 9. His last four, 8, 3, 11, and 9. Yeah. That's how long we've been talking about him. We've talked about how West Ham's schedule is great. Listen, I also went to Fabianski's my goalkeeper. He's already out. He's obviously that's, out for three months. Tough, that's a tough break. That's my second injured goalkeeper already in the in this fantasy season, uh, which has is very West disappointing. Has West Ham confirmed that? Yeah, no, he's out for three or four months. West Ham has said that, not just reports that are floating out there. In fairness, I don't know. I, I if just West Ham I, I just, website look, has said that. At this point in the season, I don't I don't know that I care what time frame anyone says about any injured player unless, unless they have a blown ligament. I'm serious. On the pitch for us to see. Right. I, mean, I need to see I, bone I, I before need to, I know. For the fact moment, FPL has him a 25% chance of playing next weekend. I okay. I don't want to I don't unless somebody says he's having surgery because he tore every every muscle in his hamstring that you know for sure this is going or like you know Tim Kloza is going to be out for 9 months. He's not having surgery, but we know we're going to keep him out for a long time. 
like if you're getting that kind of report from the from the club then yes i'll have it but this to me until i until i hear his his leg is out and until we find a way <laughs> to put his leg back in he's gonna be out for a bit Listen, if you just joined our podcast, you know, if you've just started listening within the last year, you might not know this, but we we actually did a whole episode at one point last year, uh, maybe even before last year, about an injury protocol. The Premier League needs an injury protocol. It's time for us to talk about this again. I'll be brief. But the league needs some kind of standardized protocol on how clubs have to report injuries. You have seven million people playing FPL worldwide. That is a big deal. If you want that to be as good as it can possibly be, you need to have a standardized injury protocol for all of your clubs. It has to happen. There needs to be a designated point in time during the week when they report how players are doing in training and what their likelihood is to play in the upcoming match. And then you need it again just before we're required to set our lineups. Or else all you're doing You're gonna puke. No, I'm 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 censoring. I'm censoring. It it doesn't it, it holds back FPL from being what it could be. And that's extremely frustrating. Premier League, we know you're listening because every time we say to do something Fact. you do it. Maybe so, it's not just us. So damn it, do it. But it's probably us. At least we're gonna be delusional and think so. Put an injury protocol into place. Now Yarmolenko, documented, he's good. Fabianski, probably out. Who knows? We mentioned Aaron Cresswell. Cresswell, he's had a couple of good months, uh, good months, a couple of good weeks here uh, in the last two game weeks. Let's look at the Bournemouth side of the ball. Josh King made the dream team with 12 points. His last three, all of a sudden, gentlemen, 10, 2, and 12. Yeah, Josh King is the Josh King's the big winner here, goal and an assist. I sold Josh King. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. It's so good. Of and course another, he did. Uh, <laughs> and another fantastic. Honestly, move. Callum Wilson scoring a goal again is perfect timing because uh, it did make it into the one big stat article that I've managed to do. Multiple and let times me interrupt you and plug this. I meant to yeah, do it earlier. I, I like to plug our social media place, you know, site, not sites, but our social media uh, feeds and outlets, places where you can find us, reach out to us, contact us when you're not listening to our podcast. We also have a website, fantasysoccerfc.com. And Brian has been putting together most weeks during the season this article called One Big Stat. It's one stat from every match. And listeners, you know you know Brian by now. You know that you cannot find his brand of humor literally anywhere else. I hope, and so when I you when you see that one big stat has been published on our website, you need to go and read it at fantasysoccerfc.com yeah. slash content. That's where we're gonna find our blog and it's where we're gonna update and give you Brian's one big stat column each week. Go check it out. Brian, back to you. This is a Callum Wilson scored three times in the last four matches against West Ham. And so just as Do you, you want to know something, Brian? Yeah. That stat you just gave is exactly why he stayed in my lineup even though I played the wild card. Yeah. Hey Dave, guess who's fourth overall in forward scoring? I'll bet you can guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, now he's quiet now that he's up into fourth. Here, look. Hey, you, you know what? Hey, guess who's gotten all 44 you know, of his points? You know guess who, who's gotten them all? You know what? Guess who, who's gotten every who, single who, one of them? it's not Ashley Barnes. That's Listen, true. we can agree that we're glad it's not Ashley Barnes. Listen, 
the thing that has been my criticism, and it's exactly what is one of the things that I've said all along here. Of Callum Wilson. One shot per week doesn't cut it from your striker. You know what, Brian? I know. This is exactly what I'm talking this about. This continues to I pour don't... into the bullshit of this season so far. <laughs> Where guy, it's, it is luck. Robert, yeah. Listen, listen luck two, years, two years ago, I finished in 30-something thousandth place, right? Like the top 0.4% of all FPL owners. Right. And I did it in part because of what I referred to then as the Luca rule. Uh, Remember the Luca rule? No, I don't. I was gonna Luka. bring up. I was going to bring up the Luca strategy later. <laughs> yes, it's coming up. This is, this is, this is a teaser. For later, no, no, no. The, I gotta explain the Luca rule. The Luca rule was you put Luca Milivojevic in the first spot on your bench, I roll. and then someone in your squad doesn't play. I roll. He gets a penalty kick goal, and those points come into your squad. I roll. I finish in the top 0.4 percent of FPL that year. Granted, it was a bit of a luster year a couple of years ago, but I digress. Double I roll. This is this is the this is this year's version of the Luca rule. Wait, wait. It's owning Callum Wilson yes. is the Luca rule this year. Yes. Callum Rule. Oh. He he looked great here. Yeah, he looks great this, for, for one shot. This no. Listen, one shot's all it no, takes sometimes. No, it was not guys... one shot. And that what I'm saying is my criticism of him has been he's averaged <laughs> one shot a shot game. a week and he's been and he's been I would say massively overachieving based on volume. Six shots here. Put four of them on target. He should have done better with at least two of them. This easily could have been a Callum Wilson hat. Like this was this was a really excellent Callum Wilson game and he deserved more than he did and that has been that has been the criticism is where is the Bournemouth that we saw the best of last season? It has not happened. It has not happened yet. No. This match had this could have been 6-6. West Ham was really <laughs> excellent for most of this match and had to battle back to get a 2-2 draw. There were lots of goals here. I mean, there were so many good opportunities. Uh, like, to me, this was a really excellent Callum Wilson game, even though Josh King is the one who comes away with more points. Guys, I'm just telling you, all it takes is one shot sometimes. And you know what? Callum Wilson has room to grow. Room to grow here, guys. Right, and that was what you said, and I, 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 and I and you agree. you guys shot me I, down. No, yeah, because it was stupid what you said, all of it. And uh, <laughs> it continues to be stupid. No, like, look, R- Roberto Firmino has been killing it on shots. Sure. He's one of the most prolific shooters so far this season. He's not great for shots on target. And where is he in points? Tied with Callum Wilson. Yes, he is. So I get it. Volume doesn't always equal points. Precision. Vardy's, Vardy's right behind him. Vardy's 44 points total for the season. He's yep. taken like three shots this season. Somehow he's managed to score more goals than he has shots. It's amazing. All right. Crystal Palace 2, Norwich nil. Which side of this scoreline do you want to start with, Dave? Do you want to start with Guaida and Milivojevic making the dream team for Palace in a win? Or do you want to start with the Norwich underachievers? Go this ahead, take I'll, it away. Let's talk about the Norwich underachievers. All right. Because the dream team jokes don't deserve to be there. All right. I, I don't disagree. So what do you want to talk about? You want to, you want to say, oh, look at them. They haven't scored in two weeks. Coming back to earth. That's exactly is that what how you want to say. I want to say this is uh, they cannot maintain any level of anything with the injury issues they have. Yeah, it's massive. The injuries they have for Norwich. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. Guess who should have scored here? Probably Pookie. No, 
Well, Cantwell. Pookie did have one breakaway. Cantwell. He didn't do great with it. Yeah. Of Cantwell, course. again, so close. Uh, we wouldn't be talking about this. This would not be an issue if Cantwell puts a, a shot on target. Well, actually, it was Martin Kelly that blocked him. Mm. Of course it was. Hey, of uh, course it was Martin, Martin Kelly. Kelly. Martin Kelly, he's doing stuff. Yeah, he's doing great. Brian, Brian, you have an opinion about Martin Kelly? Yeah, I think it's really good and smart to have Martin Kelly. Everyone should definitely buy him. And you I, should keep him all season long. I still have him. I got his six points here. I'm mm. not going to keep him all season long, but no, I have him you so should. far. It's smart and good. It's paying Didn't you off. you hear me? I said it's smart and good to have him. Four-pound Martin Kelly is now 4.1 Martin Kelly. Yeah, yeah but he'll never go to 4-2, so you'll never see it. Let's play Not after six points? Let's play a Martin Kelly game. All right, Brian, go ahead. How many minutes did Martin Kelly play last season? Uh, Maybe like 150. No, he played more than that. You have a real guess. I'm aware. Okay. 900. You're close. He played 1,100. Okay. It was 12 starts. Do you know why he started 12 matches? Injury. Because of injuries. (laughs) How many minutes did Martin Kelly play two seasons ago? Uh, 900. 1,100. Oh, okay. Do you know how many starts that is? 12. It's 12 starts. Do you know why he had 12 starts two seasons ago? Injuries. Because of injuries. Do you know the last time Martin Kelly was a first-choice central defender for for Crystal Palace? Please tell me. In 2016-2017 season, do you know why he was the first-choice central defender? Because injuries? According to Football.London in April 2017... He has only played due to injuries to James Tompkins and Scott Dan, but it will take a brave Sam Allardyce to remove him from the team based on his current form. Oh, wow. Martin Kelly has never been the first choice since probably he came over from Liverpool. That was, and he was seven never or first eight years ago. at Liverpool. No. This is, yes, so please, buy him. No, I, I've I owned want him. more people to own Martin Kelly. I've owned it's him for really good. seven weeks. He's been a bench defender, except for when I'm. Uh, you know, th- this past week, I I brought Lundstrom in with my wild card, but I didn't want to play Lundstrom against Liverpool, so I put Kelly in as my third defender instead of a fourth defender, and I usually and play three. Was it smart and good? It was. Yeah. I got six points from Martin Kelly. Yep. Uh, it matched the six points from Peters and the six points from Robertson in my defense. Lundstrom only scored two. Listen, I, I appreciate you saying what you said because basically what you're now telling me is I'm going to own Martin Kelly for one more month. Until he gets to his 12 starts, and then he's out. <laughs> he started here because injury. Mamadou Sako <laughs> picked up a, a knock. I get and it, he was a And he it. was a late call yeah. on Sako, and he obviously did not make the late call. Listen, I, I knew that. I have an inside source with Crystal Palace. Uh-huh. Actually, no, it's not true. There's there's just this really great which, standardized which, injury Which one protocol. of the crystals is it? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's oh, her name. Nice. It's funny that you knew that. No, there's just this really great injury protocol that I, you know, told me that Sako wasn't going to play. Actually, that's not true either. It was dumb luck that I got six points from Martin Kelly. But you know what? A lot of guy, a lot of people have have used Kelly in the same way we've recommended using Diego Rico. And at the start of the season, Grant Hanley before he got hurt. That's what Martin Kelly has been for me. It's, it's what he is yeah. for a lot of people. He just happened to score some points for me. This and week. Lundstrom is the only guy. Lundstrom's the only guy that's nailed. Lundstrom is the guy. I mean, Hanley's probably going to be in there a lot as long as he's healthy because they have so many other injuries. Right. I would count on him playing way more. But sure. I mean, I get it. It's been worth some points. 
There's only one more player in the dream team. I think you should revise your. <laughs> yeah. I think you should revise your Luka Milivojevic strategy, and it should be the Martin Kelly strategy. You put Martin Kelly as your first bench, bench spot, spot mm-hmm. on the sheer hope that somebody gets hurt midweek so that you have him there and then that crystal palace gets a clean sheet that week yep, yeah exactly I, I think the odds are in your favor yeah it's really good agreed there's a lot of dripping sarcasm in this podcast this week by the way. <laughs> no there's none it's really good and smart there's only one more player in the dream team that we need to mention it came out of the wolves to watford nil matt doherty welcome back yeah man hey anything he looked else? like anything no. else <laughs> No, he looked like old Matt Doherty. Yes, he did. I mean, he really did look excellent here. There's nothing here. else here. I just want to say, I look. He scored more points than anybody. He scored 15. more points in this week than he had in all the other weeks combined. That's also true. It was against Watford. Again, not a lot of, there wasn't volume here. It's just, it was, I mean, he just had the one shot. And nothing particularly great about any of his other stats. But... He was, I mean, he was instrumental in the, at least in the buildup. He put in the cross that Gibbs White headed towards Jan Mott, who then owned gold. So, uh, so that was, that was Matthew on that play. And I thought that he and Traore looked really good together. That side, if they find any kind of form, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're rushing out to buy him necessarily, but. No. It was against Watford (laughs) Club. True. And they play City next Don't week. you think that this was a little bit... I think this was a little bit of payback from the FA Cup. It could be. Oh, for sure. And yeah. also, uh, man, good thing Kike was there. Know. Who knows? At least they look better on the sideline. Who knows how bad this could have been if he wasn't there. You have to admit, he is handsomer than Javi Gracia. You oh, got to admit that. Aston Villa 2, Burnley 2. I only bring this up because uh, I do think we need to give some mention to Chris Wood again. No, you're missing the wrong player. Hey, wait a second. You don't want to give even the slightest hint of credit to Wolves for bouncing back a little bit? They look look better. Yes, it was against Watford, but still. Dave mentioned it, man. They're playing City next week. I I would love to say that Scott's Europa thing is incorrect but this is Watford so I, I can't all right all it. right I'm just saying wolves, wolves get a pass here yeah it, it's they gotta they gotta show a little bit more than just winning against Watford it wasn't the most convincing win I I was never expecting eight okay. goals from wolves like we saw from Manchester City but no this this is not all of a sudden wolves are back there's okay. no doubt about that no, I get it. You need to see it more than one week and against someone other than Wolves. Or, I Watford. mean, against Watford, sure. Yeah. Is Chris Wood back 13-7 and seven in his last two weeks? He sure looks like he's back. You're missing the wrong person in this match. You want to talk about John McGinn? Everyone should be talking about this kid. Yeah. You don't think that... Chris ta- Wood is going to be Chris Wood is going to be Chris Wood. <laughs> we don't know what McGinn's going to be. And that's what's so curious about this. Chris Wood is going to end up 11th or 12th in striker scoring and be okay. And you're wow, just stupid. That's a, actually really that's good. That's actually pretty high. I think that's that high sounds, for him. I well, think that sounds exactly right almost. No, nah, I think that's I'm just high. saying, but why own him? You're never going to want to own him because he's never going to be consistent and, and he's going to suck. But McGinn, <laughs> McGinn's worth talking about, in my opinion, because I don't think Villa's that bad. And McGinn is is thirty eight fantasy points on the year. 
and seems to do his best when he's playing the tougher clubs. I wish I would have listened to myself. <clears throat> this week's one big stat quote of the week. <laughs> In a segment I like to call words that I wrote myself. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so mad. Currently seventh, currently tied for 13th in total shots. He's second in the league with 10 shots on target. At this price, he may be the pick of the sub-seven-pound midfielders. This has been your one big stat quote of the week. <laughs> Who's not in your lineup, Brian? John McGinn. I, yeah. I'm not going to... What am I going to do? Own him? I mean, why start, why start doing the right things? Why start doing the right things? He said, it, he said it. First time I've heard it this year. Well, what am I going to do? Own I'm not going to own him. He didn't say it with Martin Kelly. He didn't say it with Vestergaard. He says no. it with McGinn. No, 100% no. I've already been so angry. No, there was no reason. There wasn't anything about McGinn up to this point that's made me say, I'm not going to get him. It was always... To me, he was priced at that fourth or fifth midfielder price. Uh, and so if you're trying, like, I have so much money thrown at my first four midfielders. and can't, I had to have Cantwell as my lowest midfielder prior to this. So I bought Cantwell really cheap, and I've just stuck with the midfielders that I've got. See, it's funny you say that because I could easily go the opposite way. The, uh, now you, I'm you, what you I'm saying now I, I agree. Now I'm I'm wondering if I should try to make that move. I mean, if the moment KDB gets hurt, I'm going Cantwell, Yarmolenko, Mount McGinn alongside Sala in my midfield. Why not? Why not get rid of Sala and add someone who actually is producing more per pound? Just saying. You want to rehash the argument of an no, hour ago? No, we already brought thing. that up. Yeah. I just wanted to throw it in. My point bar. though is saying you can well, easily go one premium I'm midfielder thinking- and four that are in that five to seven. Price range. See, if I would have not gone with Sala and added McGinn, oh my gosh, it's $7. I now uh, have seven <laughs> extra dollars. This is where... Are see, you that's, kidding me? That's a, whole, that's a whole Tammy Abraham moment. Now, this is where if you want to build a case based just on stats, it works. John, John McGinn is tied for sixth overall in shots, and he's tied for second in shots on target with Tammy Abraham. John McGinn has the volume that you say, this is the kind of guy I want on my team. The actual stats back up everything that he's got. You know, he's you know, there's an offside ruling here, or else he scores earlier than he did mm. in the match. He's clear, like man of the match level performance in this match. Perfect positioning, huge boot. Great instincts. I mean, he's just where the, he. It's just a. It's just a great combination. Yeah, you can't look at any of the other guys as much as like. I was gonna say with West Ham, like Jack Grealish is on this on this team. Jack Grealish has been great creatively. Sure, he's been outstanding real in real life. Real life. Yeah. Felipe Anderson. Felipe yep. Anderson's been awesome. He has some returns to show for it. Lanzini had the had the returns the first few weeks. But overall, you say like they're better. I mean, it really is more real life than fantasy. I think McGinn, based on price and what he's actually what he's actually doing, yeah. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how you don't do it, Dave. There was a Monday match this game week as well. Arsenal won. 
United won. It was at Old Trafford, so I said that backwards, but you get my point. I know that uh, pre-match, even before the, the draw here, which I, I think a draw at Old Trafford's okay. Wouldn't you agree? You would take a draw at Old Trafford most of the time. Begrudgingly this year, yes, because United had a bunch of injuries. Martial, Wambasaka, Luke Shaw, all not playing. Yeah. Uh, Pogba and Rashford were like no one saw them coming. Starts. Yep. And so injury protocol. You just, you just, yeah. Like you think you could have gotten a little bit more. Sure. And yeah, Arsenal's like, look, Arsenal's been been. I want to always bang on them for being bad, but as bad as their defense have been, the laughing stock of the league defense. Somehow they find themselves seven weeks in, still in fourth place, mm-hmm. with. With hope that you're going to have a new defensive starters back there very soon. Holding was in the team this week. And Kieran Tierney. And Tierney. Well, Tierney was not in the team this no, week. No, but he's there. Only, only Rob Holding of the guys of that Bellerin you're, of you're begging to come back. Only Holding was actually in the squad. But, even though- but they played in Europa last week. Mm-hmm. So, Or no, they played in the League Cup last sure. week. They're going to get Mendied back in. They have to. Mendy. Benjamin Mendy. He's using it as a verb. I'm I'm saying that they're going to get Mendied in. Yeah, I'm saying this is going to you. They have got to take take it easy with those guys. Based on what you're throwing out there now, if you're so confident in these guys, the last thing you want is is uh, Emery throwing them in right away. So I'll say this: Arsenal actually their defense is better today. You want to know why? Because they got a bunch of guys about ready to play, and the guys playing are like, mm, maybe we should play. Sure. Callum, or Callum Chambers playing great. He played midweek and uh, last week and had a assist from left back and right back as he as he moved around once Bellerin came in the game. Anyways, look, Arsenal, as much as I wanted, uh, Scott, you to talk me off the ledge. Yeah. I, I I think things will be okay. I think Unai Emery is doing something good there. I think so. It's just it's in the most weird way possible. He's building something. He's getting a lot. He he's put a lot of pieces together, and it's starting to come together. It's not all there yet, which is why it's frustrating at times because they are exposed in certain positions. There's no doubt about that. But he's doing something. The fact that he's early in his second season. He might be in a little bit more of an advanced track with Arsenal than what Jurgen Klopp did with Liverpool. Well, it doesn't seem to feel like it at the moment. It didn't with Jurgen Klopp either hey, in year hey, two. Hey, hey, Look, today, honestly, they get a result if Jacques is not such a puss and just takes a, takes a, a McTominay laser to the face. And it is well documented. <laughs> he yes. ducks sure. his head well, if he was, under the laser. If you're a man, you get the skull fracture. You take... The ball to the face. Absolutely. I think everyone saw, including Xhaka, what happened to Theo Walcott over the weekend, which is no joke. Like that's that that's that's serious. Like no, instinct you get, says move you your head. You get hit so hard in the head that your eyeballs come out of the eye sockets. If you're gonna do it for the club, you do it for the Brian, club. You, it's a career move. <laughs> yeah. Do you want a statue? Will now be you want a statue at. made out of you, that's or right. do you want to be made fun of afterwards on yeah. social media? You choose. That's right. I choose statue. Okay. I take it to the face. All right. Yeah, sure you would. I can't believe I said hey, that. Hey, <laughs> I like that. I like it that Marcus Rashford went from he's going to be out for a while to it's not nearly as bad as we thought, but we might see him not until maybe we'll see him before the international break is over too. 
He's fine and he's starting. <laughs> perfect. It was perfect. Do you want to know what that is? That's desperation from United. He got an assist. No, no. I'm not knocking the talent. I'm just saying he probably wasn't all the way healthy yet, and they had no, threw him out there. You can't, you can't risk Mason Greenwood and what with all that tonsillitis. Right, the Mason Greenwood <laughs> that played midweek. Yeah. You can't risk the tonsillitis. All right, guys. One more segment to do here before Hold we... Hold on. Are we not going to say that Aubameyang scored again? You just got to gloss over that? I think we've mentioned his name enough. Don't you, Dave? He Aubameyang. just keeps scoring. Why don't you own him? Because I have Harry Kane and I'm I wasn't happy. talking directly to you. I was talking to everyone else out there. He's a good owner. A lot of people own him. You should own him more. His ownership should. is really high. Is I'm it, shocked though? how high it is. It's over 20%. It should be like 30. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's 23. <laughs> it's over 20%. That's really high for an $11 striker. Yeah, when you have Aguero and Kane as legitimate alternatives, Firmino has not, gotten off to a good start. smoking Kane with a way better schedule. Stop comparing them. You've made a bad choice. I feel okay. Now, Aguero, yeah, now, now we're talking because Aguero's outscored him. But Aguero is vulnerable to pepology. It's true, I would but at the say, same time, it's the same Aguero who... Just this week, was it was the first week all season he didn't score five points. He scored four. Every other week he scored more than five I or know. more points. I and know. You're, you're ready to go from Aguero to Aubameyang just like that. I get Aguero, Aubameyang's done the same thing. He's scored five plus every game week in the first seven weeks yeah. of the season. And I would say you have, I'd say enjoy this while it lasts, while on, while Lacazette is, is That's that out right. there. Because as right. soon as Lacazette's back, when Lacazette's middle, back, we get back to rotation. This is what we said. We said this. I can. Do you want me to control <laughs> F my my notes? <laughs> no. And find, no control F. Do you want me to find where we talked about it? I'm sure of this weeks ago to say buy Aubameyang. That's true. If if Lacazette, if you know Lacazette is out, and out, then because he then, plays through the middle, right? So not only does that mean Lock uh, Aubameyang moves from wing to center forward. It means he has no possibility of rotation. There's no one to take his spot. Right. That's and true. he's making the most of it. Do you know who Harry Kane's backup is, Dave? They don't have one. Son. Exactly. No, Son. Well. Son is. They'd move Sonny there. If Kane's healthy, he's playing, right? Yeah, That's isn't. not the case with the Aubameyang. Well, look, I'm... Not, <laughs> I get that he's he's giving you the... There is no arguing. Aubameyang is a great choice for all of his owners through the first seven weeks. But it's not permanent. Oh, it's not. You're right. He won the gold boot last not, year, but it's not. Permanent. It's just not he as. Shared no, no, it. He got I, the heel of the boot. It's he not shared as, it. It's just not as fixed. And last season, I look at how many, how frustrated were people last season as soon ooh, as he ooh, ro- ask me as soon as he rotated out once, and then that happened multiple times. And it's the same with Aguero. Yeah, do you want him on for any minutes? Yeah, you take him for twenty minutes. He can do lots in twenty minutes. He did last season in that amount of time. Just don't think you want that headache. It's a lot of rotation. Dave, I feel like you're challenging my man. Dave, here. how did my you feel ownership? How did you feel Saturday whenever the city team sheet came out? How were you feeling about Sergio uh, Aguero at I that was moment? Like, I was like, whatever. I'm like, I, he'll get, he'll he'll get, he'll he's come on get and an sub. Assist. I did. That's why. I th- that's why I said. I said worst case, he's gonna come on and sub in and get an assist. So whatever. All right. Now for what I was about to say four minutes ago one last segment on this show i'm going to give out my honorary meaningless fantasy half point this is maybe the best half point i've given out so far this season okay i'm giving it out to 34 year old leon clark leon Uh. clark plays for sheffield united 
He's getting my honorary meaningless fantasy half point this week because he made his Premier League debut at the age of 34. How awesome is that? That's amazing. In a day and an age where we're talking about guys like Harvey Elliott last year for Fulham playing at 16 years old. Mason Greenwood, we just mentioned, 17 until I think today or tomorrow as we're recording this. He's turning 18. Here's a guy. He lived out his dream this past weekend, and it took him to the age of 34 to do it. For that, I'm giving Leon Clark my heartfelt, Mm. meaningless honorary fantasy half point. Wow, look at you, Leon. Brian. Yeah, ma'am. You want to make mention uh, before we go about some of the top transfers in as we uh, now bridge that gap between game week seven and eight. Yeah, ma'am. Talk to us about that. You stop me when you hear a name that you say, I'm not buying that. Okay. This is in order. Top transfers in as of this very moment as we're sitting here. Mason Mount. Kevin LeBron Brown. (laughs) Andre Yarmolenko. Tammy Abraham, John McGinn, John Lundstrom, Tamori, Fakayo Fuka- no, okay. Tamori. Yeah, there. You're not buying it. No. It's well, look, all, look. I, I've a- been waiting to say it about someone, and I'm like ten names. No, in. We, but we're we're the same. We're the same on that. It's all offense. Chelsea defense. You can only have for offense. Marcus Alonso. I'd go along. You 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 kind of half ridiculously mentioned Marcus Alonso. He was there. He was present yeah, he on was, my screen man. again this past close. week. Yep. If but, Ross Barkley could kick right. But guess what, Brian? If he could kick right. But guess I mean, what, Brian? He had really good chances. Yes, but Tamori and Alonzo, what are we thinking about when we mention their names? It's, it's offense. Well, with Tamori, it's price. Fair enough. 4.6. Does that change your mind? No. Tamori or Soyunju? Soyunju. Soyunju. Really? Yeah. Tamori can't score every week. Okay. <laughs> Neither can Sir Dunger. No, but Lester's. <laughs> <laughs> Clean sheet opportunities are going to be higher than Chelsea's. That. And they have a better... Yeah, Chelsea is terrible okay. on defense. After Tamori, Jorginho. No. No. Don't You're buy not buying it. it. No. For five hell, pounds. Hell no. Conte or Jorginho? Neither. Jorginho because of penalties. Oh, but okay. But let me go That's back to That's the right my, answer. Actually, Scott has the right answer. But let here. me go back to what I said before. Yarmolenko, <laughs> Cantwell, McGinn, Mount. That's my discount midfield is not yeah Virginia. if you can my you should be able to find 0.7 that's not an easy amount necessarily but it is an amount that i would say i would find that extra money if you're considering Jorginho, find the extra 0. 0.7 to go to mcginn all right i agree 100 times over but it's noteworthy uh, to say that they've... we were not saying anything until you got to the chelsea players on that list Aubameyang is Aubameyang cracks the top 15 Transfers it, in. Yeah, it's only in. It's only. You 40, think that's crazy? It's only forty thousand well, people. What's wildest too? His arrow was going down, so in order for him to gain, he actually has to go down and then turn the corner and come back up. Just bear with me, but that's in terms how it of goes. Yeah, in other yeah. words, like he was getting close to his price dropping, sort of, and so he's got to. He's got to have buyers back to get back to yeah. kind of net zero. Right. As of last, and then he's got a game, which is crazy because well, there's been no reason for anyone to sell him. To as us. of last there week, there hasn't even been one down week to sell a bombing. I know. I didn't go to a bombing, but I'm not selling the guy. Yeah, right. If you own him, you're not selling. That's him. crazy. No, yeah. so, I mean the only thing that people are doing. I mean, you're looking at if you're spending eleven dollars and Tammy Abraham's scoring three hat tricks in a row, right. or three know. braces in a row. Yes. 
you're, you know, there are people you're, selling. You're wild carding and restructuring your squad is probably the reality probably. there. Dave, I mentioned our website already, fantasysoccerfc.com. We also are on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. There's different things we do in all those places, so make sure you check us out throughout the week. Reach out to us. Ask us questions. Get our advice. Tell us what you think we said that's stupid. Listeners are doing that, and uh, it's fun to engage all along the way. That's where you can find us. Now, on Instagram, you'll see a running diary of my squad. Uh, if you follow us there and you were paying attention, you would have seen last this past Friday. I showed you what my wildcard squad looks like. We showed you Dave's when he wildcarded a few weeks ago. I only bring that up because that was my squad that's there on Instagram. There's some really good squads in our mini-league, Dave, that Absolutely. you want to go ahead and bring up. Yep. Hey, look, we, we've had a long pod. I'm going to hit the top three. My man, Joe Morgan, Pookie Man. Follow him on Twitter at his name. I can't remember his exact handle, but it's out there, and he is a loyal listener to the pod. That'll um, really help people find him. I know, I know. I fouled that up big time. I'm sorry, Joe. I'll do better next time. Uh, but hey, congrats in first place. Second place, new to the top three Ooh. with a 78 this week. It's a good score. Catapulting him up into the top three. Shaylong Ings. Nice. Yes. And then uh, Dominion wonder- 2000, who he's been hanging around the top three. He's been there for a few weeks in a row now. So uh, congrats to you guys and uh, and to the many others who are actively involved in this league. You are helping and you are putting the three of these stupid heads that you're listening to to shame. Brian, Shay Long Ings is like a Southampton it. fan. Yep. Doesn't own a single Saint, not even Vestergaard. Does, uh, does Pookie Man still have Timu Pookie? Of course he does. I I'm just I don't asking. Of course, I just looked, and of course he does. You're not allowed to transfer out Timu Pukki. By the way, he captained, he captained the Brown, and he has been crushing, crushing, crushing his captains. Also owns Tamori. Yeah. He's, it's not a terrible. It's not a terrible idea. And he also owns McGinn. Yeah. So, there you go. New pod favorite, John McGinn. Congrats, Joe, because I'm not sure I've ever seen uh, a, a rank of one of our players for sure in our in our leagues be as ranked as high as this. I hope you can continue it. 6,829. I hope he can't. Yeah. I want to catch him. That no, is get ridiculous. <laughs> Send him up. That is amazing. Amazing, amazing. Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.